Welcome to the podcast series Anders Utrecht, where scholars and community organizers discuss how grassroots initiatives offer sustainable alternatives to urban organization in the Utrecht region. Join the sustainable urban transformation and tune in to hear what we can do differently in Anders Utrecht. Hello everyone, you're listening to the first episode of this series coming to you from the city of Utrecht in the Netherlands, where the initiators of the Anders Utrecht Network will talk about the origin of this podcast and what they envision for an ecologically and socially sustainable Utrecht. We're recording this episode from the office of Casco. Casco is an organization based in the city center of Utrecht. Full name is Casco Art Institute Working for the Commons. And uh, to acknowledge that we are not in a studio, but in an art organization and an office, you will hear some sounds from our lovely courtyard. It's a windy day <laughs> with some rain. <laughs> and I'm hosting the initiators of Anders Utrecht, Ozan Alakaklar, Giuseppe Feola, and Belle Tong, Utrecht University researchers, that will talk to us about Anders Utrecht, the podcast series. So, Ozan, Giuseppe, and Belle, could you please introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, thanks, Mariana, for hosting us. Um, my name is Ozan Alakaklar. Uh, I am uh, a teacher and a researcher at the uh, School of uh, Governance, Utrecht University. Hi, I am Bella. Um, I'm the junior of the team. I'm the research assistant of uh, the Anders Utrecht project. And um, I'm also from the Utrecht University School of Governance. And I'm Giuseppe Feola. I'm from uh, the Copernicus Institute of Sustainable Development. I'm Mariana Taku. I'm part of the CASCO team. And we're recording this podcast series from our office uh, in the city center of Utrecht, because Casco is also a partner in this network, Anders Utrecht, a strategic partner. We have been working together uh, for almost a year now during the pandemic. So maybe it would be interesting to start with the reasons why this podcast series is produced by Anders Utrecht? Anders Utrecht um, brings together organizations and researchers. And the term Anders in Dutch means different or differently. So these organizations do things differently. But differently from what? So we use, we're used to thinking that um, either the government or business will tackle sustainability or unsustainability, right? But actually the organizations that are part of this network uh, they do it, um, organizing in ways that are more inclusive, more respectful of diversity. They prioritize fairness and the common good over profit and individual achievements. And they prioritize common good and well-being over economic wealth. And we believe these podcast series uh, will be uh, helpful for us and for these organizations to demonstrate how they do things differently. The, the series will not just uh, introduce organizations, but uh, they will uh, help us 
have some conversations around the teams uh, they are engaging with, such as um, food, food and sustainability, such as culture, art, uh, inclusion, uh, climate change, natural environment, so on and so forth. So we hope that uh, all these uh, topics will be discussed and they will uh, shed light on how uh, sustainability is uh, taken quite seriously by these organizations in uh, Utrecht City. Yeah, and to add to that, we hope that the listeners of the podcasts who are probably interested in sustainability and in the context of the city of Utrecht, that they perhaps get some practical outcomes of how to tackle these challenges or where they can um, help, where they can volunteer. There are lots of great organizations uh, coming in this podcast series. So we are all living and working in Utrecht. You all three work at the university. We are all organizing under Anders Utrecht. What is this network? That's a very relevant question. With Anders Utrecht, we would like to uh, build a collaboration, uh, not only between the organizations, but also between the, the uh, organizations and researchers. We believe in the value of uh, coming together uh, for the common good and also to know and learn from each other. So it's an attempt uh, to build uh, a synergy or to, to promote a synergy between uh, these organizations and academics. Yeah, and, and I'd say we're also doing things differently ourselves as researchers. Um, we're also promoting, in a sense, change within our organization, within the university, because we are practicing um, research collaboration on equal footing with the partners of Undersutrecht, uh, the network. So we push for a university that contributes to the common good by tackling concrete um, challenges in partnership with the organizations that are at the forefront of uh, facing these challenges. Can you maybe share a bit more about these challenges, these societal challenges? Um, what are they and who is dealing with them in the city of Utrecht? Sure. Um, climate change is as we know, one of the main challenges that our societies are facing. So what can cities do, for example, to mitigate climate change? One thing they can do is to defend green areas in the city. Another thing uh, is to promote um, modes of mobility uh, that don't rely a lot on private transport. And this is, for example, what uh, Amelisvert, uh, or the campaign to protect uh, the Amelisvert forest in Utrecht is doing. Right? It's defending a green space and, in a sense, also fighting against the expansion of uh, the motorway and therefore against the expansion of private transport. There are also other challenges such as uh, social exclusion. Uh, I can give a very concrete example from one of the organizations called Villa Frede. Uh, they are offering day shelter for those undocumented people and they are also part of a broader network by themselves in order to support these people, because these people have uh, left their countries. Uh, it's not that clear whether they'll go back or they'll uh, stay here or they'll find another solution for their living. Uh, but Villafredo offers them a kind of social space where they can socialize, gain skills. Uh, I, this is a very crucial uh, uh, challenge in our contemporary society because these people are uh, on the paper, uh, they, they, they are not there. So uh, Villafredo, not only makes them visible, but also uh, works for a kind of social inclusion. 
So uh, there are these kind of uh, uh, practices these organizations promote and do. And I think there are also these organizations that like combine sustainability and community building. For example, Weggeepwinkel, the or the free shop. Um, they have a shop where they um, give everything away for free, and people can bring their stuff. People can take everything they want, and by this they try to um, reduce overproduction of goods and they also try to sustain a community that relies on these free stuff that they often need but can't afford yeah that's a it's a good point this um sort of tackling challenges as you uh, mentioned mariana but also at the same time building community and we find this also in a, a number of other uh, organizations that are um, addressing broadly speaking, sustainability in the agri-food system. So some of the members of um, uh, Anders Utrecht, uh, they uh, deal with this with this issue. So for example, Taste Before You Waste is an organization that works against food waste. And what they do is they collect food that would otherwise be thrown away and they uh, redistribute it or they cook it for donation-based meals. Then we have, for example, the self-harvesting town Kranstrijk, which brings citizens closer to food production, exactly this process of also community building, while at the same time addressing uh, sort of safe, local, sustainable food production. And FOCO is a collective that also produces food locally and sustainably, while also striving for social justice, in particular in terms of the prices, yeah? so fair price for farmers, but also for consumers. And it is not just uh, for one particular purpose. Of course, they have a cause that they uh, work towards, but also they uh, serve multiple uh, purposes uh, and they, they engage in different uh, sustainability aspects. For instance, uh, they give uh, edu- they have some educational practices. We uh, our, Anders, Anders Utrecht has uh, members like Milieu Centrum Utrecht or Utrecht Natuurlijk, they have, for instance, educational city farms and gardens where they uh, provide some basic trainings about or basic education about the value of uh, city uh, gardens or how they can be uh, used for sus- environmentally sustainable purposes. So there are all these kind of different dimensions uh, of these practices. So I understand there are diverse organizations or group of activists uh, under Anders Utrecht, under the network, but uh, why come come together? Yeah, well, that you know, there's strengths in numbers and strengths in pulling forces together. Uh, but more specifically, um, many of these issues, even if they appear to be separated, they are actually quite connected. So you could think of food and climate change, or social inclusion and uh, environmental justice. These are really interconnected issues. But also, um, the underlying causes of these issues are often related to the same problems. So the social and economic structures, yeah, the models of development that characterize our society. And there is uh, this uh, collaboration aspect between uh, organizations and uh, the university. We believe in the value of bringing theory and practice together. Most of the time it is argued, but it's not easy to realize. It's not easy to um, concretely practice that. 
So Anders Utrecht provides a really good opportunity for these organizations who would like to collaborate with the university, with the scholars, with the researchers. And meanwhile, uh, it's a good opportunity for the university to see how their theories are, uh, can be tested in practice. Uh, for instance, right now we uh, have two master's students who are working uh, for two organizations. They are doing their research. They are part of the organizations. Even to be more concrete, one of the master's students is working for uh, a network of uh, community centers and um, uh, in, in the Warsverband, and uh, they would like to. Uh, they they want our student to look at uh, diversity practices and how uh, these community centers might become more diverse. And currently she is working on this uh, understanding of diversity, that how it is framed, how it is uh, understood, how it is practiced in this uh, different uh, members of this uh, broad network. We have also another uh, master student who is uh, working and also doing uh, research at Villa Freda. Uh, and uh, she's uh, studying how Villa Freda can be uh, a change agent. Uh, against the background of institutional pressures uh, given the sensitivity of the topic. So we believe that um, organizations not only benefit from collaborating with each other, and as just Recep argued, that they are all, all to, 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 to see how the issues are related, but also uh, they can ha benefit from uh, the input and contribution from the university. So I understand uh, there is a connection between research and knowledge production that comes from the university and practice that comes from the activists and organizations in the network. We hear different examples of quite diverse uh, organizations and uh, practices within the city. What brings them all together under Anders Utrecht? Well, at, at the very sort of the first um, level, more, more superficial level, you could say there coming together, joining forces, it might be a, uh, an obvious motivation. But there's also uh, the, sort of the acknowledgement that many of these issues, even if we tend to think about them separately, they're actually interconnected. So climate change and food sustainability, um, social exclusion and environmental injustices, these are really interconnected um, issues. And many of the underlying causes of these issues really uh, trace back to the type of social and economic development that our societies pursue. So there's really, there's a, a common um, element there that unites all these different uh, organizations and their different sort of ways of tackling uh, different issues. Network is a good opportunity for these organizations to know and learn from each other, to share their best practices so that they can collaborate further, as just Giuseppe argued, uh, for a common good or for a common purpose. So that building on this common ground, they can uh, collaborate further. And we, we believe that the network can facilitate that. But there's also another aspect that we would like to emphasize, that uh, this network is an opportunity where the theory and practice can come together. Uh, where those who would like to study, engage, or not only study, but also engage with societal transformation, uh, this is uh, a uh, perfect uh, opportunity because these organizations are at the forefront of these uh, challenges and they are dealing with these challenges through different practices. And academics, students who would like to be involved in this uh, can uh, rely on this network. For instance, right now we have two master's students uh, who, who are uh, in the field. Uh, one is working with Wilde Frede. Uh, she's uh, 
it's it's a it's a research project uh, just based on the needs of the organization uh, in in collaboration with the organization. She's studying how Villafreda can act as a change agent concerning the rights uh, of uh, migrants. Uh, we have another master student uh, working with the Warsverband, and uh, she's um, looking into how the Warsverband might become more diverse uh, through which tools and how uh, diversity is framed in this kind of organization. So um, there are there are these ongoing uh, research projects, but we do not just see this as a research project. We see this as also a kind of community project that these uh, students or the university, in a way, can contribute. So for everyone that is listening, we all know the feeling of not knowing where to start in our own transitions into sustainable urban living, organizing in the city, participating in your local struggles. Where should someone start as a newcomer to organizing activism, alternative economies, solidarity networks? and all the in-betweens? <laughs> I would say start small. Don't try to tackle all problems all at once. You will become very overwhelmed. So I would definitely say check out what's in your local neighborhood and see what parties are active. Um, most of the organizations that are joined the Anders Utrecht Network would love more volunteers or more active members. Um, so you can definitely check out. Um, we have a map at our website with all of the acquainted organizations. It's at www.andersutrecht.nl. So do check that out, <laughs> I would suggest, and just start in your own neighborhood. Uh, I just want to add that um, there are a variety of attempts uh, everywhere and uh, it's just a matter of actually looking around and to see what your uh, neighbor what's uh, happening at your neighborhood and what kind of organizations are operating there in order to deal with these weak complicated uh, problems and I think uh, this is very important because through this kind of uh, organizing or through this kind of organizations um, you can actually go beyond individual attempts and be part of a collective uh, struggle and contribute how these attempts may bring more sustainable uh, practices. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Belen. Thank you, Giuseppe. So keep your eyes open. Uh, that, that's the, the lesson. Keep your eyes open and be aware of what's happening around you and find a way to connect with other people organizing. And visit the, the website where the map and the, the list of all the organizations reside. <laughs> you already mentioned some beautiful examples of uh, activist organizing on the ground. Can you share a bit more about the next episodes? What should we be expecting? Um, we're going about it in a couple of themes. Uh, we will have an episode on uh, food sustainability in Utrecht. Uh, we'll have an episode on social inclusion in Utrecht. Uh, we have an episode on arts and culture in Utrecht. And in all these episodes, two of the organizations that are involved in that topic come together and they discuss the theme. So it will probably be a lively discussion and hopefully some practical tips. Amazing. Thank you very much for 
joining me here today and recording this. And looking forward to, to listening to the upcoming episodes and seeing the podcast develop. Giuseppe. Yeah, thank you, Mariana, for hosting us. Thank you, Mariana. That was a pl- great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being our stand-in host for this episode zero. <laughs> and uh, we will speak to you uh, in the episode on arts and culture. Join us in this podcast series and explore Anders Utrecht with us. Find us on iTunes or SoundCloud or directly on our website www.andersutrecht.nl.